You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Because I'm looking forward to sharing with you this morning what I sense God's been putting in my heart for us in this season. And that's going to be from Deuteronomy chapter 8, the whole chapter, and that's going to be uh, in the NIV. And so I want to encourage you, if you have a hard copy of the NIV in your house, grab it or pull it up on your phone or your computer, whatever you got to do. But in a few minutes, that's what we're going to read from, because I really sense like this is what God's been speaking to me uh, through lately in this season, and I really feel it's for us. And I know that God is always speaking, but there's this sense in this season that there's this freshness to how the Spirit's speaking to us. I don't know if you heard the message that my dad shared last week. If you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go back and listen to it later today or later this week and and catch what that was. Um, Not right now, though. Stick with us. And uh, the, the message that he shared last week Uh, One of the key points that really spoke to me, and I feel like I've been getting nourished from it, is this image that God was speaking to him uh, about the church through. And it was the image of a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly, and he started to research the actual science of what happens in that process, and God was speaking more and more to him through it and to us through him as he shared it, and I encourage you to hear that at some point. And I'm really grateful for the way I feel like the Spirit's speaking to us in this time because we need it. And one of the key questions that got put to us last week that I think is still relevant for this week is what time is it? What season are we in? What is God doing right now in this time in you, in us, in us together as a church? What time is it? And I believe that the the passage we're going to read from this morning speaks into that. I believe it's relevant for this time and this season in which we find ourselves. And I want to say to you that I think this morning's maybe a little less teaching, although knowing myself, it'll probably go a bit into that. But it's going to be more of a uh, shedding light on the season that we're in and what I sense like God is doing among us. And so as we go into it, I'm going to put that teacher hat on for a minute and just put us in the context of what we're about to read. What we're about to read is from Deuteronomy, and Deuteronomy are words coming from the mouth of Moses to the children of Israel weeks before they're going to cross the Jordan and go into the promised land that God had told them they would inherit. And here they are, though. Still in the wilderness. So the life that they knew in their past in Egypt feels like ancient history at this point. It's 40 years ago. But the future promise that he has for them isn't yet realized. They don't quite see it clearly yet and know what it's going to look like. And they're still in this wilderness moment. Wondering, waiting, and learning from God. And I don't think um, all that I've said there requires much help to see how that applies to where we are right now. You know, life as we've known it, ancient past. That's how it feels to me. 
future of what church is going to look like and, 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 and what's ahead and the glorious good has for us, not totally clear, some sense. But very much the sense like here we are in this wilderness moment. And so I'm going to ask you that as John comes and he reads to us, really engage your heart with it. Lean in to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. What he's saying to you. What jumps out? What's highlighted? And I also want to encourage you uh, to engage communally. If you have a phrase or a word that sticks out, throw it in the comment section. Put it in there. Share it. And I trust, guys, as we sit in this moment in God's word, that he's going to speak to us. So, John, why don't you come up? Read to us, Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts and in our minds as John comes and he, and he reads the word. Good morning, Life Tree. Reading from Deuteronomy chapter 8. And as Caleb said, here are, is Moses uh, in plains of Moab uh, speaking to the Israelite community after 40 years in the wilderness. And he uh, starts off chapter 8 by saying, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. Just a couple of chapters before, Moses has reminded the people of the Ten Commandments. And he has reminded the people, uh, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then he continues, To be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. Verse 2. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during those 40 years. Know that in your heart, that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. 
where you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your hearts and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known to humble and test you so that in the end you might, it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands has produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not observing the Lord your God. Thank you, John. I don't know about you guys, but there's so much in that passage for us to catch and for us to see and hear and understand. I really believe God's got that packed full of truth and lessons for us in this time. We're not going to unpack all of it. I'm not even going to try. Um, I'm going to trust that the Spirit is going to speak to you what you need to hear. We'll, we'll go back and we'll highlight some phrases. But I want to start and just ask you a question. Do you ever get the feeling that God likes having us in situations and seasons where we don't know what's going on? or what's up, or what to do. And if you've ever been in an extended state of limbo like the wilderness represents, you know that it is exhausting, that it is tiring, that it is uh, wears down on you. And I think a lot of you could probably relate with feelings like that in this season. But God uses those times to draw us closer to him. 
You know, the main point of this passage, I really believe the, the overarching theme is that God has this gloriously good future planned and promised for the children of Israel. But in the wilderness season, they are receiving lessons and teaching and something is being produced in them that is necessary for them to go in and possess the promised land and prosper in the promised land without it destroying them. It says in New King James in verse 16, to do you good in the end was the purpose of the wilderness season. And I want to just kind of roll through. We're going to highlight a few key phrases and then, and then carry on. But starting with, in the beginning, it says, God led you in the wilderness. We didn't end up in the wilderness on accident. It didn't just kind of happen and we stumbled into it. There's actually a leading of God into that season and into that time. And he has a purpose in it. It says to humble you. We need humility to walk in the promise that God has for us. When you start to prosper and things start to go well and the, the new form that I believe church is going to take on for us and, and we start getting in the groove of what the Spirit's doing, there's this need for humility to be in our hearts. He says to test you in order to know what was in your heart. And do you think God didn't know what was in their hearts? Do you think God doesn't know what's in your heart, in my heart, in our hearts? When it says to test you in order to know what was in your heart, I think more than anything, it's so that we see what's in our hearts. This season has been designed by God to show us what's in our hearts. And I don't know what's been getting revealed in your heart but some of what gets revealed in mine ain't all good. But I need to see it. God is revealing our hearts. It says, God caused you to hunger. God caused you to hunger. Why? So that he could feed you with manna that you nor your ancestors knew. God wanted to show them that he had provision for them that they had never dreamed of, that they had never thought of, that they never even knew existed. He gave them water from a rock. There is this thing I believe that God wants us to catch in this season where he's saying to us as a church, I have new things you didn't even think of. I have new ways that I want to provide, new ways that I want to lead you that you've not even seen, that have not even entered your mind. you got to trust me. you got to learn to trust me. I've been making you hungry on purpose. I've been leading you through the unknown and the unfamiliar on purpose. I don't know about you guys, but I've felt weak often in this season. Worn out, exhausted. I believe that God is drawing us into a new way, onto a new path. You know, and he goes on and he starts to say this stuff like, when you prosper, when you build these houses, when your herds are increasing, when you're gaining wealth, don't think in your heart, my power has brought about this prospering and this wealth. Know 
that it's the Lord. Remember God, that it is God who gives you the power to gain wealth. Yes, you're gaining wealth. Yes, you're taking steps. Yes, you're aligning properly. But guess who made you able? The very air we breathe, guys, is because God says so. There's nothing you can point to that that we have access to or that we do that doesn't get its sustenance from God. I hope you know what I'm saying. I'm sure I can hear all the objections. What about sin and what about, okay, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's God. God gives us the strength. God gives us the ability. This is the important lesson that they needed to learn. Because they were coming into a new land where it wasn't going to be manna from heaven anymore. They were going to work the ground. They were going to build houses. They were going to put their hand to the plow and do some stuff and build some wealth. And God was going to bless it as they walked in his way. But it's so important to have that humble heart that knows this is all from him. Lessons being learned in the wilderness. And I love the part that says that that by doing this, he was confirming the covenant that he had given to the ancestors. In other words, it's not just all about us. Some of the promise that we step into and that we walk into isn't just because we've worked so hard and we deserve it. There's actually generations before us, a movement of the kingdom of God in the earth of which we are a part, that we live in our moment, in our season, and there's promises to be fulfilled in the years ahead that have nothing to do with what we've built or foundations we've laid. There's others who have gone before that God has made promises to who went to the grave seeing something in their heart and in their mind that it was never realized in front of them, and God comes in and says, now's the time, and you're going to walk in it. I believe we're coming into that season. I believe the word my dad spoke last week, that the church is being transformed, and we're in this moment where, yeah, it feels awkward, and, and, the, and the past way of doing things feels foreign and long behind us. And there's a new, powerful, beautiful, glorious future for us that's not totally clear yet. But in this moment, in this season, we're learning what we need to learn for what's ahead. Look at the repeated words in it. Remember. Be careful to not forget. And then be careful to follow the Lord and his ways and his commands and his words so that you won't be destroyed. The heading over this section of scripture in my Bible is simply do not forget the Lord. Do not forget the Lord. What Lord? The Lord who split the Red Sea. The Lord who provided manna from heaven and water from a rock. The Lord who came down in fire and in cloud and in glory and in power. The Lord who led you all these years in the wilderness. The Lord who spoke a covenant and a law and an order to your society to build upon. Do not forget the Lord. And I think the most important lesson to be learned from this passage is in verse 3. And it says that God brought them through all of this to teach them that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Why do I say I believe that's the most important lesson in this passage? Because Jesus quoted it. 
when Jesus was in his wilderness season in which the Spirit led him into, and he's being tempted by the devil to perform and create bread for himself. He quotes back to the devil this very passage. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Do you know that in every temptation in Jesus' season, he quotes from Deuteronomy. All three times he quotes scripture back to the devil. He quotes twice from Deuteronomy 6 and this one time from Deuteronomy 8. He quotes from this wilderness season word. I think the most important thing in what we read for, for us, what we read today for us to learn is that we're ultimately sustained by the word of God. And the ultimate word of God to us is Jesus himself. The word made flesh, the bread from heaven, of which when you eat, you never hunger again. And we're being called to this utter reliance on Jesus and his spirit. To walk in the way that God has for us ahead, there has to be this total dependence on his word, on Jesus and the spirit. And it's the only way for us to move forward into the future that God has planned for us. To be a hear and obey people. And I preach often, guys. I, I, when I preach and teach, I'm always trying to bring us back to Jesus and particularly the, the cross and the resurrection. And the reason I do that is because I believe that who he's revealed himself to be through Jesus and the cross and the resurrection is the most sure foundation upon which we can stand. An unshakable foundation, an undefeatable hope in the goodness of God by remembering who he is and what he's done. But why do I so desperately want us to have that firm foundation? And why do I believe God wants us to have that firm foundation in the gospel? Because when we follow his spirit, he leads us into unknown paths, into unfamiliar places, into places that are uncomfortable. And we have to know the comfort of the hope we have in Jesus. The ultimate word. And so that familiarity with him through the gospel is absolutely essential for us to follow the leading of the Spirit. But here's the thing, guys. The great reward that God has for us in learning these lessons and walking forward into the new places that he has for us is not the breakthrough. It's not the promised land. It's not the prosperity of the promised land. The great reward is intimate fellowship with him. The great reward is God himself. That we walk with him, that we know his presence. There is something of his presence and fellowship with him that you only get to know in the unknown and the unfamiliar and the uncomfortable in the wilderness season. But that, that knowing him and that fellowship with his presence is also on the path into possessing the promised land. But the main point is that you're with him. Remember Moses said in Exodus 33, God, if you're not going with us, I don't want to go. Let's stay in the wilderness if that's where you're going to be. I care more about being with you and seeing you and knowing your glory than going into this promised land. 
Guys, there is a sweet fellowship with the Lord available to you and to us in this time and in this season. But I want to say I believe that in this time we are being uh, developed. Something's being produced in us that's necessary for what's ahead. I really believe that we're going to start to uh, see our church start to do some things differently. Take some chances. Take some risks. Venture into the unknown. And this dependence and this humility is essential. I hope you're learning. I hope you're leaning in and you're listening in this season. You know, even when we're done today, I want to encourage you to continue to sit in this passage that John read to us. Deuteronomy 8. And, and let the Lord speak and share the key words and the phrases that are coming out to you. As we close, I just want to read some words that I wrote down as I've been meditating on this passage. Some of you may have seen it in a video that got posted yesterday, but I'm going to read them to us again. This is a, a few lines. Wilderness on purpose, dry and weary land, felt alone and hopeless. In truth, you held my hand. Teaching lessons needed for the future planned. So in the promise entered, by grace I'd learned to stand. I really feel this is what we're gaining in this time. And I want to invite you and encourage you to actually seek the Lord and what he is saying to you about what's ahead. I'm open, we're open, we want to hear. What are you hearing? What are you sensing? What's the Lord showing you? What kind of visions and impressions and input is he putting in you for the path ahead for us? Because I really believe that one of the key questions that's going to mark the future of this church is what's God saying to you? What is God saying to you is going to help shape what we are doing. There's visions and there's callings and there's missions in the hearts of the people that make up Life Tree Church that will never be realized until we start to lean in as individuals and say, God, what are you calling me to do? Maybe it's something to do with children. Maybe it's something to do with the homeless. Maybe it's something to do with business. Maybe it's something to do with creative expression. I don't know what it might be, but there are specific callings on specific people who make up Life Tree Church. And the more we lean in and ask, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you calling me to do? And then start to share it. People can come alongside and support and build up and encourage and, and help to cheer you on. And I believe communities will gather around these callings. And we will see expressions of the church expanding beyond just the gatherings that we've known in the past into impacting the city of Victoria. That's what we're talking about when we say we're a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. But it takes individuals leaning in, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? And I'm telling you that the path forward is going to be scary. It's going to be uncomfortable. But we walk with the Lord who parted the Red Sea. We walk with the Lord who provided manna from heaven and water from a rock. 
who split the Jordan when it was time to go into the land of Canaan and possess the land, who causes walls of cities to come crumbling down as they follow weird instructions in obedience to him. This is our God. The God who brings the greatest good humanity's ever known from the greatest pain, the cross itself. This is who we walk with. This is who we serve. And so I invite you, listen to what the Spirit's saying to the church. That means to you. And speak it out. Share it. Write it to me. I'd love to hear it. I want to pray for you guys. We're going to close. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this time and this season in each of us and in us as a community as a whole. We thank you for your spirit that speaks to us. We thank you for the testimony and the history that we have with you. Even these things we read, God, that's our history because we're your people. And we thank you for the faith and the courage that it gives us. And I ask that you would continue to develop in us that humility and that dependence to step into the future that you have for us as this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. At Life Tree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.